Welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a literary place in cyberspace where I share tangible tips, tricks, and words of wisdom to help you achieve your dream of writing a book. I'm your host, Louise Johnson, a writer and the author of Behind the Red Door. Let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, and welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. I'm so excited to be recording episodes again. It has been a crazy summer. I got married. We bought a new house. We went on a mini moon and we were also in a wedding in Cape Breton. We went to Cabot Lynx. It was amazing, but I was out of my routine, which is good. You need that to kind of refill the creative well. But I'm happy to be back home. We've slowly started to unpack our boxes because we just kind of moved them in and then took off to get married at my parents' cottage in Quebec and then went to Nova Scotia. So we're slowly making this house feel like home and I'm getting back into a routine. And I love that feeling of fall, the temperature drops, you can wear cozy sweaters, you have your coffee. I'm excited to get back into a productive work schedule, which includes for me, I'm starting to write my third book. I've written my second. I will be able to share more about that down the road. I don't want to give anything away, but I'm already starting to write my third so that I have books in the queue to show my editors and keep that momentum going. So along with getting back into a regular writing routine and daily writing habit, I'm also batch recording and editing and scheduling podcasts for the Word Weaver podcast, what you're listening to right now, and then also reaching out to guests, preparing my interview questions. I've also started putting those recorded interviews up on YouTube, so that definitely takes a lot more effort to also edit the videos and get that up on YouTube. But I think having a visual component to the author interviews is really important. It's nice to see who they are, put a face to the name behind the book, So that's something that I want to do, even though it is a little bit extra work. I'm also in the process of editing and organizing a lot of video and writing vlog footage, as long as book recommendations and writing tips. So that will eventually find its way to the YouTube channel. I'm also pitching and writing some freelance articles and then also continuing to keep up to date with everything that's going on with Behind the Red Door in terms of marketing and promotion for that. Currently, there's a big Elizabeth Arden corporate campaign going on. So if you're in the US and you go to elizabetharden.com, they are doing an offer where if you buy $75 worth of Elizabeth Arden products, you get a free paperback version of Behind the Red Door. So that's been really cool. It's kind of been like a bucket list item. I always hoped that there would be some sort of Elizabeth Arden campaign with the book. I didn't know what that looked like, but it's really cool to see my cover, my name up on that iconic website. But for today's podcast episode, I want to talk to you about something that I've been thinking a lot about recently as I dive into the brainstorming, drafting, outlining plotting, storyboarding, and eventually writing the first draft of the manuscript for my third book, and that is internal conflict and how to add internal conflict to your book, to your story, and why it is so important. I've always known 
or heard of internal conflict when it comes to character development. But to be honest, I didn't really pay it that much attention. It was kind of something that happened naturally as I wrote Behind the Red Door because I am one of the characters and I had a lot of internal conflict. So I didn't think about it in that context. I just wrote as I felt. And the same with Elizabeth Arden. I knew she had a lot of struggles. But as I'm plotting this next book, And as I'm editing my second book, it's something that has been coming up a lot more. And I'm really realizing that knowing how to write good internal conflict for your characters, especially your protagonist, how important that is to differentiating a really good page turning book that readers enjoy versus something that kind of falls flat. I love reading writing craft books about this topic or Googling it, but I do think you can also make internal conflict more complex than it needs to be. There are just a few things that I want to share today that I think you should keep in mind as you are doing your character profiles, writing your character arcs, or even just flushing out or sketching out the beginning of a book, or if you've already started drafting a new book, This is something that you can just take a few hours to write down and really think through and see if you're on the right path with including internal conflict in your project. You might want to take some notes on today's episode if there's things that I say that really resonate with you, or you can just listen, return to this, and come back when you're ready to start doing your character development. But internal conflict, and I'm going to say that a lot in this episode, is crucial and extremely necessary for any good story. If a character can easily reach their goals in your book, then there's no story there. So internal conflict is that struggle, aka it's not easy for them to achieve their end result. Basically to get from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, there has to be some sort of inner psychological struggle and this differentiates from external conflict. I won't go too much into external conflict. It's basically just your plot, the events that happen on the surface of the story, but internal conflict is the big driver. It's the underlying beneath the surface tension that raises the stakes and it has to be there if you want an editor an agent or readers to relate to your characters and feel compelled to turn the page. So basically internal conflict is what drives a character's development. It's their internal psychological struggle and it is a necessary ingredient to bring your story to life. And often writing about internal conflict is stuff that happens before your narrative, your external plot even takes place. So when you're writing your story, kind of the back end of the character's internal conflict might not even make it into the first scene of your book, but you as the author know that it's there and that is always what's propelling them forward. There are a lot of different types of internal conflict, but you can kind of bucket all of them into a few categories or themes. And as you read your favorite books, you can start to pick out, okay, that is this kind of internal conflict. 
So some examples would be a conflict with a character's religious background or their religious beliefs, the way that they were brought up. They might start to, throughout the course of your novel, question their faith, their belief in God, or if it's not a religious angle, it could be just they question their culture. There's also societal internal conflict where a character has conflicting emotions about their role or the expectations of them within society. So for example, if you have a character who is a 1950s housewife, they stay at home, but they're struggling with their passion for a career. That is an internal conflict between their society and the roles expected of them. There could be internal conflict between a character's morals and their sexual desires. You could tie this into the religious internal conflict, which would be they were brought up in a very strict Christian Catholic household and they want to have sex before marriage or they do have sex before marriage and they're struggling with their morals and their upbringing. Or you could just have moral internal conflict and this could be a father who steals food, which is a moral dilemma, but he does it to feed his starving family. So there's a conflict there between roles of society, expectations of society, but are also his own morals of thou shall not steal. You could have internal conflicts related to love or self-image. This could be anything where a character has to hurt someone that they love even though it's for a greater good. So during the wartime, when parents had to make that tough decision to send their kids who they love and adore abroad to keep them safe during the war. There are also existential internal conflicts, and that is where a character starts to question the meaning of life. What's it all for? Why are we here? Those deeper philosophical questions. You could also have an alcoholic who is struggling internally not to reach for the bottle. There are so many different ways that you can create internal conflict. I don't want you to think too deeply about it. I just wanted to give you some of the big buckets that a lot of writers talk about. But for me, I don't try to think too deeply about what kind of, what type of internal conflict it is or what theme. I just write the character as it is as I see them in my head. And then I go back and make sure, okay, are they struggling with something? Do they have a baseline personality? And what are their motivations going throughout the narrative? And do they change by the end of the book? That is key. Are they struggling throughout? And are they changing by the end? Another way to think about creating internal conflict is to think of the triggers. If you don't want to think of the themes like love, existential, societal, religious, moral types of internal conflict, you can think of it more in a big picture way. And there are five main triggers or examples of internal conflict. And they are number one, desire. So the character is struggling to get something that they want. And the second is need. So it's something the character requires for survival. They need it. The third is duty. So it's an obligation that the character feels is right or necessary throughout the course of the book. The fourth is fear. So it's a strong worry or fear of failure, fear of 
being found out, whatever it is that drives the character forward and that they're struggling with. And then the fifth is expectation. So it's something that the character feels obligated to do or expected to do because of someone else. And when you have really gripping, compelling internal conflict, it's when your character experiences two or more of these triggers. So just to repeat the five triggers, they are desire, need, duty, fear, and expectation. And when you have a character that experiences two or more of these, you have internal conflict, a really strong struggle that causes fear, doubt, confusion, distress for your character and makes it harder for them to reach their goal in the end. And that's what you want readers to experience, this internal conflict and struggle. A great example is from The Hunger Games. If you've seen the movie or read the book, Katniss Everdeen volunteers to save her sister from the competition, but she has to win in order to get home and take care of her family. So the internal conflict for Katniss falls under three categories, and one is duty. She feels a duty to protect her sister and her family. Another internal conflict that she struggles with is desire. It's a desire to stay alive. Also need, she needs to kill. It's required for her survival. And if she doesn't win, she won't make it home. You could also include fear. She has a strong fear of failure, fear of dying that drives her forward to get through the end of the competition. And also she feels this sense of expectation, an expectation from her family. Basically, if you have a mix of all of these or two of these, your character has depth and will be relatable to readers. They can put themselves in those positions and visualize how would I handle this if I was Katniss. Now that you know some of the different types of internal conflict, some of the triggers, we basically have an understanding of what it is. The big question that everybody wants to know is how do you add this into your story? It's one thing to understand what it is, but then how do we actually physically implement this? That's the hardest part. And it all starts with your characters. Start with your main character, grab a pen and paper, and ask yourself these questions about your main character. Number one, what do they fear? What are they scared of? What is the worst thing that could happen to them? What are their core values in life? What is their baseline? What are their beliefs? How do they see themselves and the world around them? Have a sketch of this so then you can change it as they go through your book. Also, what do they desire? So what do they fear? And then also what do they desire throughout the story? What is keeping them going and moving through the action? They must want something at the end of this book. Maybe it's a romantic, long-lasting partnership with someone. They want safety. They want a career goal. They have to have a motivation or a goal or something that they desire throughout the book. The key to writing really riveting internal conflict is having big, massive consequences. If there's no consequence for their struggle, it's not really a struggle. The character should be stuck between conflicting feelings. It shouldn't be an obvious choice for your main character of how they will react. They should be struggling with 
do I sign up for the war or do I stay back and protect my wife and children? That's an internal conflict. They're struggling between honor and duty for their country and honor and duty for their family. What makes reading a book so much fun is that it isn't always immediately clear to the reader what the character will choose or how they will get out of a sticky, challenging situation or what they will risk to get there. When you're writing your character profiles, you can start off by writing out what their goal is. It could be personal, professional, and then to create internal conflict, try to create something that is in direct opposition of that goal. If anything, I hope this episode is just a reminder that when you are doing your character developments, you're writing character profiles, or you're starting to sketch out the idea of a new novel, really put a lot of consideration into the internal struggles, not necessarily all of the external events or plot points. For me, that comes later. That's when I write out my scene cards and what happens to get the character moving through the book from A to B. But before I even do that, I have to know what they want, what is in direct opposition and what will challenge them from getting what they want and why. Are they religious? Do they have strong morals, a sense of duty? What do they fear? It sounds vague and like a step you can skip almost, but trust me when I say that it will help you write a stronger plot, a stronger book. And it'll save you a lot of time and writer's block if you already know those motivations and the internal conflict from the get-go. Because once you come to a scene or an event and you don't know how a character will act, it'll help you know exactly how a character would react in that situation based on the sketch that you have already created. And you can raise the stakes and heighten the conflict for them internally. Or another way to do this, because there's so many different ways to write a book, if that sounds very overwhelming to you, write your book fully through, write your first draft, and then go back and spend a day analyzing each of your characters with a notepad and pen. Look into, okay, do they have internal conflict? What are they struggling with? to get what conflict arises for them internally, not necessarily externally. Like if they have to face a tornado or a hurricane, that's an external conflict. Make sure that there is something psychological that are pulled in different directions throughout your book and ultimately that they have changed from the first page to the last page. If there's no change, you have no character arc and really no story. That sounds harsh, But internal conflict, having a character who struggles through the muddy waters between the first page and the last page is crucial. If it's easy for your character to get through the book from the first page to the very last page, you don't have a riveting story. People can't relate or put themselves in that character's shoes and you'll end up having to spend a lot of time revising. So that's my tip for today. Let me know if you have any other tips on writing or including internal conflict, something that I might have missed. My goal is always just to get you thinking about your characters and your story on a deeper level to make it the best it can be. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, you can 
find the Word Weaver podcast on Instagram at Word Weaver Podcast. The show notes are at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast. And we are on YouTube. Just search Louise Claire Johnson or the Word Weaver podcast in the YouTube search bar and we will come up. Talk to you next time. Bye.